Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a finish strong Friday, and that means you already know who it's presented by. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. It's been presented by Mike Singletary, and it's been presented by winners, but DraftKings said they want to present every show. So it's DraftKings. It's presented by DraftKings. Sorry, Mike Singletary. You got fired from the high school job in Texas anyway, so maybe you're the wrong guy to talk about winners. It's presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sports book app. I will tell you the winners of the first Madden copy and the Spread the Word winner a little bit later in the show. Changing things up on you guys a little bit. You think you know what the routine is. You think, oh, I know some of you, maybe you fast forward a little bit. Well, got to keep you on your toes. It's Big Show time with M-Dub. The Big Show. Every time I talk to this guy, I smile because A, I like him, (laughs) and B, it brings back a happy time. When we were all together at the Four Letter Network, and by and by the way, kicking some serious butt, they didn't realize it. You know, think about you ever think M Dub like where that podcast would be now if they had just kept us together. I often think about it, and it's one of it was out of our hands, obviously, but it was one of my biggest career regrets or stumbles, I would say, that was outside of our control. Because this is not an exaggeration. Well, first of all, there's two things I want to mention. I remember the first conversation I ever had with you. One of the first sentences you said was, I don't even know what a podcast is. And they just hired me to be the co-host with you. And I'm like, you'll figure it out. And look where you've come, obviously. But at that time, I don't think this is an exaggeration. And correct me if I'm wrong, because that podcast was started the exact same time as the one that Matthew Barry hosts now. They were fantasy. We were every down, you know, we were NFL. And it was the biggest NFL podcast in the world at that time. Not everyone in the, and their mom had one at that point. It was number one. I mean, I remember Barry Sanders stopped by on a Wednesday. Joe Green was there on a Wednesday. Like, it, we had unlimited access to whoever happened to be in Bristol that day. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was cool. It was a cool time. It was. And honestly, like, I, ha- I didn't have any idea what a podcast was. <laughs> right. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, just... I put on my headset. I talked to uh, Jay. I talked to you. We talked about football. You had the scout. You had the player. You had the fan. And Jay, it was a good, 
we had a good thing going. You still have a lot of good things going, by the way, man. I see you're at the podcast studio right now. Before I forget at the end, what are all the things you got going right now? I know you're doing a lot of Steelers stuff. I do do a lot of Steelers stuff, and obviously this is a strange year. I am not a Steeler employee, but I now get checks that have the Steeler helmet and are signed by Mr. Rooney on it as the Steeler Nation radio host. Uh, we they, they do a... Um, a show every day. Right now, I'm doing two a day. Um, during the season, it's four to six every day. But if you go to the Steeler app, I'm on it all the time. If you go to Steelers.com, I'm on it all the time. Um, I, I mentioned the one thing I really want to pump, though, is because it's an important time for me, is after I left ESPN, I started the Locked On NFL podcast. And the Locked On network has grown like crazy. But just this week, our feeds changed. So it, the name of my show now is the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. So if you subscribe to Locked On NFL, you have to go back and do a search for Peacock and Williamson and please subscribe. It would really help me out. Got it. All right. And All right. so it's got to be cool for you. Uh, I mean, I could go into a whole other thing about like, why did you change the name? Why did you do that? But I won't even, I won't even go there. Yeah. Just I, I'll, go I'll, ahead. Go I'll ahead just ask you. How cool is it for you to get checks from the Steelers? I remember taking a picture of my first one and sending it to my parents going, I've wanted one of these since I was seven. You know, what, <laughs> I'd write letters to Chuck Knoll and Tony Dungy, the defensive coordinator, and you know things like that. I remember writing them a letter of how they should trade for Marcus Allen in like you know, 1984. So it's pretty darn cool, yes. So it's funny because even though, you know, I played for a bunch of teams or whatever, it was still cool the first couple of times I got checks from the Eagles too. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like I'm finally getting paid by the Eagles. They never wanted me to actually play. The Eagles <laughs> have really think I'm a better talker than I am a player. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That makes perfect sense. Or Not, Nothing you know, wrong with that. All right, so two things done I Penn wanted State, to get into. Sure too. What's that? Stuff you've done with Penn State too, I'm sure. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, so two things I wanted to get into with you. Number one, well, three, I guess. I kind of wanted some bold predictions from you because I know that you really dive into the statistics and you're all over it. So I wanted to get some bold predictions from you. And then also, just in general, your takes, thoughts on this year. And then in particular, what you're seeing from the team that you cover every single day, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. So why don't we start... Give me a uh, give me a team that you're high on that might surprise some people. I would say my boldest of predictions is I'm picking the Lions to win the NFC North. And half of that is because I am not fond of the other three teams in the division. So some of it, you know, is not the on on, on their own merit. Although I do like that in the Dockway pickup for the Vikings. That's one of the first things I've been that really, I think, improved that team. It's been a rough offseason for them. I've looked at Green Bay, though, and Packers fans are mad at me because, I mean, I said things like, this is the worst 13-3 and team I've ever seen. Or as the season went on, I thought they were an average to slightly above average team, and I don't think this offseason helped them very much. I think the Bears' offense has a chance to be one of the worst in the league. I mean, they might pick in the top five with a, a, a one or two bad injuries. So I don't feel strong about those guys. But meanwhile, I'm not the biggest Matt Patricia fan. Don't get me wrong. And I think their defense still needs a lot of work. 
But boy, Matthew Stafford for me is hitting that axis in his career where he's really in his prime, kind of like Russell Wilson is, where his head and body are both at their peaks and you're not too reliant on arm strength and things like that. And they're using him right. And he's third throwing the ball down the field. He's got a good group around him. You know, they draft Swift to add to the mix. You'll probably like this. They drafted two guards, you know, like that doesn't sound like much, but it, it should firm up a decent offensive line. I think Kenny Galladay is a breakout player. I'm smitten with TJ Hawkinson. So Sort of by default, but mostly on the merit of their offense. I think the Lions have a real good chance to win that division. Seems like that's a somewhat popular pick. I don't want to say popular, but mm -hmm. when you ask people for a, a worst to first team, that is the one people give. And yeah. it makes sense. Stafford was playing really well last year. Till they got hurt. People look at their record. I mean, Jeff Driscoll, David Blau. You know, and they lost a bunch right. of close games. I mean, if they had had Stafford, they would have had a much better record. So I'm kind of with you on that. So I'm guessing you probably, in terms of like dark horse MVP picks, I'm guessing Stafford's one of them for you. He is. He is. I mean, obviously, Lamar, Mahomes, and then I'd say, you know, Wilson or even Watson, who I think is phenomenal too would be the leaders in the clubhouse. I mean, these are long shot type guys, but Stafford, if they win the North, I think Stafford has a really good chance to be in that conversation. And then one that's a little closer to you is Carson Wentz is another guy that I thought he played really well last year without any wide receivers. You know, that uh, if the Eagles are a 10 and six team, Wentz might really jump up a quarterback tier too. I think he's, you know, he, he already played an MVP level not long ago. He played extremely well the last four weeks of the year with the with the practice squad guys. I mean, he really did. He he carried them. How about uh, speaking of practice squad or young guys? Do you have a, a rookie of the year dark horse pick? Cam Akers and a lot of this. I mean, obviously Burrow, Edwards, Hilaire are going to be the the short odds, but you can get really good odds on Cam Akers, and I put a couple bucks on it. and And my logic for that is, I really think everyone looks at the Rams last year, who oh by the way would have been a playoff team in this year's you know if, if they're taking seven, and they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. And I think Coach McVay still knows a little bit about scheming up offense. But you watch that team last year, and I think everyone says. Boy, their O-line stinks. That's why they couldn't run the ball. And it wasn't great, but it got better late in the year when no one seemed to notice after trading for Austin Corbett. And frankly, I thought Gurley was more of the problem than the blocking. You know, that I thought he looked like a shell of himself. I really liked Cam Akers of Florida State. He had horrific blocking at the college level. But I think he's going to grab that job very early on, much more talented than one runs around him. And get that girly role, and I think girly shot. You know, in terms of the top teams, you and I were texting back and forth. I think it's interesting. You think that there are clearly four top teams in the NFL. I do. I think there's a top tier, and most people, I think, agree with me. You know, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Niners, and the Saints. And then I think it's a question of, well, who's the, the next best team in each conference? Who's the the fifth team in our Tuesday power ranks from football today. And who is it? It's Dallas to me. And 
I'm really intrigued by their front seven on defense. Alden Smith, all the reports are really glowing. Everson Griffin. I think the secondary is their weak area, but that's okay. Um, I don't think it's horrific. I think the front seven with a a healthy Vander Esch and those guys I mentioned are going to be quite strong. I think the coaching change goes a long way there. And I bet most people don't know this that are listening, but on a per-play basis, Dallas had the best offense in the league last year. It was number one on a yards-per-play basis. And now you had C.D. Lamb. I mean, I know they lost their center, but he wasn't playing great late last year anyway. I think it's going to be one of the top three or four offenses again with an improved defense and more stability with the head coach. Their special teams were horrific last year, too. So you mentioned Dallas as the third best team in the NFC. Who's the third best team in the AFC? This might be some bias. Maybe the black and gold glasses are on. And being close to the team and talking about them every day has really warmed me up to the Steelers, as it does every training camp when I'm in Latrobe and watching practice every day and being around the players and teams. But I don't see a lot of weaknesses with the Steelers. I think... Ben is back. I mean, we'll see if he can hold up, but all their offseason moves implied that they have no worries about that. All the reports are glowing. He's throwing the football really well. I think they have the best defense in the league, not by leaps and bounds, but it would be my number one. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I mean, they rush the passer so well. They have a lot of team speed. Guys like Devin Bush, I think, are going to take a big step forward. And last year's offense, I mean – you mentioned David Blau and those guys. I mean, that's who the Steelers were playing with against super stacked boxes. The offensive line was trying to block more people than they than you know they had bodies to do so. And little little birdie is telling me, or, or really not even a little birdie. I mean, just being close to the team, this Chase Claypool guy could be really really good. And I already know Deontay Johnson's really good, so I think they have a deep group of of uh, offensive skill guys. They don't have the headliner. They don't have the A.B. or Lev Bell guy, but they have seven or eight with Ebron and McDonald and Washington that they can go and attack people in a lot of different ways. I was going to ask you about Claypool because there's so much hype about him based on what he's done at camp. I mean, two things on that. One is I watched a video that Brian Polian, his coach, wide receiver coach, I think at Notre Dame put out there, he might be the best blocking wide receiver yes. in college I've ever seen. I yes. mean, I, 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 remember, I just watched it being like, put 10 more pounds on the guy, put him at tight end. I mean, it was, uh, it was so fun because he's a huge dude. Yep. Like, and most tight ends, they don't ask to block any, you know, these days anyway. So he'd be a better blocker than some of the tight ends in the NFL. I mean, it was unbelievable. Secondly, the Steelers' track record with receivers speaks for itself. I mean, yeah. if they took him – and the, the the news out of camp is good. I believe it. Yes, I 100% agree. And when they drafted him, like, yeah, he's big and fast, and everybody sees that. But I was like, yeah, he's a little bit of a build-up speed guy. Is he a great change of direction player? And, you know, when, when you get to be near him and, and, see, and you know, get all the reports and see what he's doing here, he changes direction, his body control. All those things are a lot better than I thought high-pointing the football, and I love that you mentioned the blocking because the second they drafted him, I did 20 hours of draft coverage for, Steeler, for, you know, for Steelers.com, 
And I'm on the air all the time talking about these guys. And my listeners make fun of me because I always bring this up. He had a ton of special teams tackles last year at Notre Dame. So, yeah, that's great. Maybe he's going to be the biggest gunner in the league. Or maybe he's going to run down on kickoffs. But to me, it, it goes hand in hand with the blocking that he'll do the dirty work. You know, you don't become a good special teams player at Notre Dame if you're not going to work hard, if you don't have some toughness to you. And I could see you liking that. Love it. Love it. There's a long history of guys that get after it on special teams being able to then go ahead and get the job done at other positions. Look at what Terrell Davis did and other guys like that. Last question, I guess, is just a general one. You know, with no minicamp, no OTAs, no preseason games, lack of padded practices, what what are you expecting to see early in the season especially? Yeah, and I hope it's not obvious to the untrained eye, but I'm concerned about the the level of play overall. Like, this is a little more up your alley, but I think conditioning, you know, players being in football shape, is going to be a little questionable, to say the least. Um, I think there's going to be a wealth, and I think this will be obvious to the the, the common eye, there's going to be a lot of special teams mistakes, you know, like blocked punts and things like that, that they don't pr- pr- protect properly, things along those lines. A lot of people playing special teams together that haven't yet, you know, rookies and things like that. Um, I, I think they'll be, and along those lines, I think you'll look back and say, more games were lost than were really won. Like, man, we had that game in hand and we blew it with a special teams gaffe or something like that. And I think I've heard you and Greg Cosell talk about this, but I've been saying the same thing, that if you're a defensive coordinator and you're playing some new people that you haven't had preseason games with in coverage, particularly deep and in the secondary, we might see a lot more simplified coverages. Uh, Check the base cover two, you know, check the, check the cover three. And I think the veteran quarterbacks and the advanced play callers, the Andy Reeds, the Sean Paytons, they'll carve that up. I mean, if they know, if you get predictable coverages in this league, that's a big problem. And again, this is more up your alley, very much more up your alley. I think people's pass protections are going to be similar in that, you know, coverages are kind of like pass protections. And if you have to simplify that, Defensive coordinators, if they get the protections that they expect, are going to exploit that an awful lot, too, because you can't trust those five linemen to play together yet. Well, and the one thing I would add to that, to to your point about uh, the conditioning, I don't care how much conditioning you did. Mm -hmm. I don't care how good of a shape you're in. Every year, M-Dub, whether it's the first long drive of a preseason game, or the first two-minute drill in a preseason game or regular season game, it's just different. I've seen guys that could not get out of their stance. I mean, it's just – no matter how much you – it's just different, man. It just is. So, uh, great stuff, M-Dub. Absolutely love talking with you always. Uh, Again, give everybody your social media and what the the action item they need to take, your, your preferred action item for today. Yeah, I am at Williamson NFL. You'll see everything there. And just do me a favor and go to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show and hit subscribe if you would for me. That'd be very helpful. Thanks, M-Dub. You got it, bud. Brian, I've been telling you guys all week about the absolute no-brainer 
from DraftKings. And guess what? The good news is a lot of you have listened, you've paid attention, and I'm going to announce the Spread the Word winner and the free Madden Code Week 1 winner after I tell you that DraftKings is ensuring that even if Kansas City were to lose by 100 points against Houston next Thursday, you still win big with DraftKings Sportsbook. If you were ever going to place a bet in your life, this would be the one to bet and to place because you're going to win. Plus, if it's not legal to place bets in your state yet, just sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook app and enter the free survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up. It's free. You'll instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ROSS to take advantage of this no-brainer of an offer. Again, promo code ROSS to get in on all of the action for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey or PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Guess what, Bri? One of my favorite things we do each year? Winners. Each week, we've got winners on Friday, including when we get to the Madden Code season. Spread the word, winner. Shady the DJ. No idea who that is. But he liked an Instagram post by intern Casey at Ross Tucker Pod. So shout out to Shady the DJ. Hit me up. Ross at RossTucker.com is the email, my email address always for any of you. Ross at RossTucker.com. Congratulations, Shady the DJ. You want a signed picture? You want a signed card? Let me know. I'm happy to hook you up. The first Madden code goes to, and again, there's a lot of different ways that you can try to get a Madden code. You can hook up a lot of our different sponsors on the sponsor page at RossTucker.com. Obviously, a big push right now, though, is DraftKings because the season's starting and DraftKings is awesome. Tom Richmond, you are the winner. Tommy, email me back, Ross at RossTucker.com. I can't remember if you said you were Xbox or PS4. So let me know. And the YouTube shout-out winner for a YouTube subscriber this week goes to Tony French. By the way, I noticed, Bri, like the last two or three YouTube subscriber winners, they haven't reached out to me to get the shout-out. I think, I don't know. Maybe they don't, I was going to say, they don't. maybe they listen to the episodes, they don't watch them. I mean, or they watch, but they don't listen. But even if you watch the whole episode, you would hear, hear me say your names. Maybe they just watch the clips on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I don't know. But at any rate, Tony French, you are the winner. Let's get to the Tux Takes. Tux Takes. Let's start, Ross, in New England, where Cam Newton was not only named the starting quarterback, but he was also named a captain for the Patriots. Huge news. It really is. Now, look, that's the way it looked like it was going all season. So it's not that much of a surprise in that regard, I would say. But, I mean, all preseason, all camp. But, look, there were some major concerns about Cam's shoulder, his foot. <clears throat> Obviously, Carolina had those concerns. Washington had those concerns. A lot of teams did. I mean, he signed for the minimum. 
And we all knew that the Patriots really liked Jarrett Stidham. Well, Stidham got hurt, wasn't playing well before he got hurt. Cam was evidently excellent. So for him to not only be the starting quarterback, but a captain says a lot. It certainly feels, Bry, like he's poised for a big year. Takes. This next bit of news, hot off the press in Washington. Uh, the Washington Football Club has released Adrian Peterson. I'm glad we started this uh, show today about an hour later than we normally do because we got to get this news in. And th- that reminds me, Bri, Monday's episode is going to be our first power rankings of the season, okay? Because it's Labor Day, travel, doing stuff with the family. We're going to do power rankings on Monday and then Tuesday – I'm going to go over all of the different major transactions, Saturday's final cuts, Sunday's waiver claims, any trades that go through. Even Monday, teams are still tinkering with the roster. So I'm going to go over all that stuff on Tuesday morning's edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Monday will be a Power Rankings Monday. But we got the Adrian Peterson news it makes sense. Ron Rivera is coming in. He's trying to build something for the future. 35-year-old running backs aren't the future. I don't think the Washington football team has delusions of grandeur this season. They're just trying to get better and find out which young guys are going to be there for the long haul. This allows them to get more out of Antonio Gibson and Bryce Love and these other guys. I get it. I still think Peterson lands on his feet. And in fact, I think Peterson probably lands on his feet in a better football situation. Ducks takes. Some other moves include the Tennessee Titans signing kicker Stephen Goskowski, the Cowboys cutting safety haha Clinton Dix, Colts signed center Ryan Kelly to a contract extension, and the Seahawks have signed wide receiver Josh Gordon again. Unbelievable. Uh, I hope Josh can stay eligible, um, stay clean. It's fun watching him play football, so let's hope that's the case. Ryan Kelly, wow. Mary, I think it was four years, $50 million. Every time I see one of these, Bri, like I was a good player. I mean, I played in the NFL for seven years. I'm pretty proud of that. But, Bri, if I had been just a little bit better. Just a little bit. Because the thing is, there's not as much of a difference between the guy that's a, a annual starter that gets good starting money and the guy that's right behind him, which is what I usually was. Wow. Would have been nice. Kudos, Ryan. I'm pumped for you, bro. That's amazing. Colts have their line locked up for the long haul. Ha, Clinton Dix got $2.25 million and got cut. million guaranteed and got cut. You got to be bad. I mean, you got to be bad and play bad for them to do that. Maybe the young guys behind, maybe they're going to get Earl Thomas. Maybe the young guys behind them did some positive. I don't know, but for them to just cut you after they gave you 2.25 million guaranteed, that's rough. And Goskowski, you don't see this very often. Goskowski was teammates with me and Mike Vrabel in New England. We were all together, and now his coach is Vrabel, and they're together again. 
And you don't see that very often where a guy is with their coach. Ducks takes. And lastly, the NFL has announced in joint partnership with the NFLPA that all offices are going to be closed on Tuesday, November 3rd, that's Election Day, so that all NFL personnel can vote. And as we know, they can all go to an NBA arena and vote. Yeah, so that's obviously awesome, right? I mean, any way that you make it easier for people to vote, I think is good. I'll probably just leave it at that, Brian. I have a couple other thoughts, but this is one of the things I think is highly problematic about our society right now is I have a couple other thoughts, but inevitably somebody somehow would find a way to potentially get offended by them, even though I don't think they're controversial at all. It's just a couple of observations. It's just almost not worth it. You know, that it's a it's a real problem because it's the exact opposite of how I feel like our country should be. And it is the antithesis of what I learned at Princeton, which is being open to other people's ideas and listening, taking them into account and then coming back and saying, well, I think this, like, that's how we all get better. That's how we all grow. But unfortunately, that's not the society we're living in right now. So instead, I will tell you that BetQL is awesome. And they have sharp data for all the NBA, NHL playoffs going on right now. Flyers, we got a shot. Game seven, Flyers. And with the NFL less than a week away, if you want to try to be as good as Fezzik and I this year again on the Even Money podcast, head over to betql.com, enter the code ROSS20, and you'll get 20% off your first monthly payment just to check it out. Or, by the way, you can go and check out what they have for free at betql.com or on the BetQL app if you want. Check out what they have. See if you like it or not. Either way, make sure you use the code ROSS20 for 20% off your first payment. Got to give shout outs, Bry, to all of our, I think we're done here, Patreon members, patreon.com slash rtmedia. That's Pizza Boy Brewing. Had a guy this morning asking me about Pizza Boy Brewing. Dynastyfreaks.com and Sportaculture. Love Sportaculture. Love all three of these, by the way. Love Pizza Boy Pizza and Beer. Love DynastyFreaks.com. That's an awesome website. Justin Christopher's the man. And Sportaculture. I might get something from my wife. She'll be like, uh, you just got this because it's NFL. Yeah, well, maybe, babe. But anyway, other than that, I sincerely hope everyone has an awesome, awesome weekend. Enjoy the holiday weekend as you're driving places. Catch up on the Even Money podcast. We did our NFC season win totals. Catch up on... Everything else we got going. Fantasy Feast, we had two podcasts, my O-line rankings. If you want to hear where your team's ranked uh, and, and the, your O-line's ranked, Joe gave his five fantasy football commandments. We have our fantasy football draft tonight that I'm excited about. And, of course, catching up on all of the Ross Tucker football podcasts. Next week, it is go time. It is week one in the NFL. Get excited. If you listen to the show, you have the disease, you have the sickness, Tell everybody else you know that has the disease and the sickness. And no, I'm not talking about coronavirus. I think we're done here. 
Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.